Welcome to Space Action Podcast, a extension of Space Action Heroes, which you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I am Chris Carson, and this week we're switching things up a little because, as DC mentioned a few podcasts ago, we actually do live about an hour and a half from each other, so it's not so easy every week for us to be able to get together to do a podcast. So this week I'm taking the reins... Uh, to talk a little bit about the series, the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica, uh, based on the original 1970s series of the same name. And with me this week is someone who just went through the entire Battlestar series for the first time, yes. Samantha Saxena. How are you doing? Good. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. <laughs> I've never done a podcast before, so this is quite exciting no, for me. No, you got to pretend like you do these all the time. Oh, I do these all the time. You're like a high-end producer somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, you just went through Battlestar. I did. Uh, how long did it take you? I think it took me two weeks to get through the entire thing. It's not bad. I, I really went, went at it like a pro. Um, the first season I found was, you know, one or two episodes a night, and I was it was usually good. As soon as we got into season two and three, the whole story just lit up, and uh, I was I was watching at least four to five episodes a night. You got through it in two weeks. In, in two weeks, yeah. So yeah. Uh, just a little backstory on my uh, viewing of Battlestar was that I just sort of peripherally heard of this show and kind of ignored it. And then there is anyone who watched it. And this is going to be full of spoilers, by the way. So anyone who hasn't seen it, which I'm not sure why you'd be listening to this if you haven't, but just know, um, Baldar's a Cylon! Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was a, a writer's strike in between the last season. So the first half of the last season aired, and then there was a writer's strike, and they didn't know if it was coming back or not. And that's when I watched the whole series during that break. And then I watched the final ten episodes live. So that was fun. I think it is a better show to binge than to watch week to week. I agree. I agree. I think um, if I was watching it week to week, it would have turned into the first little bit of The Walking Dead. It just gets a little... Uh, it was, yeah. It's yeah. a little hard to follow. It is. A so, lot of little intricacies and there's think, a lot of characters. and. I think recap videos were big for Battlestar. Because people were just like, oh right, what the hell happened? There's like, like Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, just yeah. like people would throw up on YouTube, like, this week, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like the Emerging Awesome or Emergency Awesome, whatever those horrible sites are. So at the beginning of each of the episodes, they do that little recap, Previously right? on Battlestar yes. Galactica. But when you're binging it, it is quite uh, horrible to have to watch what you just watched two seconds yeah. ago. Yeah, and so. then and I would always close my eyes when the drums hit because they'd show scenes for that week. I watched one episode with you, and I, I mentioned that, like, uh, close your eyes during the drum beats. And in that promo show, it was the one where... Uh, Ty reveals he's a Cylon to Adama, and mm. in that little like drum beat intro flash forward to scenes from the episode, you see Lee just punching uh, Saul right in the face. So it's like, oh well, obviously he's going to find out he's a Cylon in this moment. Why would you put that in there? But um, yeah, that makes no rhyme or reason to give away the best parts <laughs> of the show. The little, it's like the trailer the before the trailer. Now, yeah. it's like, no, it's now true. watch this trailer for Venom. <laughs> yeah, here's the trailer. Um, so what'd you think of the ending? Jumping ahead to the ending. We'll jump all over the place. Jump. But, uh, because a lot, that ending divided a lot of people. 
you know, I actually really like the way the series ended. I do. Um, it didn't leave um, me wanting more. Mm. It was a good kind of conclusion to the saga that had been, you know, questing through space for so what was like it, five whole, years or whatever. The whole landing one hundred and fifty thousand years in the past. I did. And 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 then that poor little Cylon girl died at like nineteen. Because she well, was mitochondria I mean, leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How old is she? She was even younger than that, I think, mitochondria leave. Oh, was she? I think the body was like 16 or 17. So you're like, oh, that little girl. didn't. I guess they shouldn't have flushed the medicine down the toilet with everything else. Yeah, well, this is true. And, and in <laughs> real life, if that was to happen to us today right now, I don't think I could have lived without the medicine. But I liked how they how they kind of rolled it all into this has all happened before and it's going to happen again and the cyclical nature of the well, let's break of the it, show. Let's break it down. So because I, I I broke it down for you, but it, I was a little foggy and I got a little wrong. Yeah, it's so super I did, confusing. I did some googling, and so essentially, uh, it's for the for the hundred or so people that listen. Please comment and correct me if I'm wrong. Cobol um, was a planet of people. Correct. Yeah. Who made Cylons. There was a Cylon war. The planet was destroyed. A group of co- human colonists went out and formed the 12 colonies. A group of Cylon colonists went out and formed Earth. And then on Earth, the exact same thing happened again. The Cylons made their own Cylons, created war. But then five people had invented this, like, live-forever machine called Resurrection. Mm-hmm. So when that world was completely destroyed... Their five consciousnesses uploaded, they woke up, and went, oh shit, we need to find the other colonies to warn them not to do this again. Right. They flew to the 12 colonies, found that they were already in the middle of a Cylon war, they stopped it, took the Cylons away, gave them resurrection, built the skin jobs, built the... The the, the android type guys. Or the ones that always go, jump! In their little... Yeah. Oh, the hybrids, blue. sorry. Yeah, the hybrids. Yeah. Yeah, and then the first one they made, which is very much like Satan to to the god of the final five, revolted against them, wiped their memories, stuck them in the twelve colonies so they could learn what pieces of crap these people are. Yep, and then invaded, and then that's where the show starts. And I have to tell your listeners that it's a lot less confusing when you draw it out. <laughs> you draw a little illustration, exactly, a little cobalt, and then nuclear explosions. <laughs> And, you, and then lines. Yeah, you just scratch out the ones that are dead at this point. <laughs> dead. It makes a lot more sense. And so the final five were Saul Ty. Yes. Ellen Ty. Yeah. Chief Fatty. I love um, Chief Fatty. What's his name? Chief? Um, Galen. Galen, who yeah, went off to chief. become... Um, Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, oh, so who else is there? Um, um, and then Sam. Sam gets shot in the head. And that's with, five. And that's the five. Yeah. Um, oh no, the brown chick. Who is the brown chick? Oh, oh, um uh, Tanya? Tina? Tanya. No, who did Rosalind now we're sounding like idiots. <laughs> we just watched this. The brown chick. Um she was she repl- The token brown chick. She replaced the, the Billy. Billy. Who was the other uh presidential aide. And Rosalind kept saying her name constantly. I feel like it was Tanya or Tina or... Something. I always say Callie, but Callie's the one she brutally murdered. Yeah. Which then caused Chief to strangle the shit out of her <laughs> at the very final episode. Mm. Can we call her Tanya going forward? I'm sure Tanya. Okay. It's, I know it's not, but she's kind of a Tanya. Yeah. Or a Tina. Yeah. She's got the hair of a Tina, I think. <laughs> something. She's something. And the nose of a... I think she's got the nose of Tanya, yo. 
Hey, I'm going to point out to our listeners that this isn't a really racist podcast because <laughs> Sam is in fact Indian, so she could say I am. I swear, whatever the fuck she wants about uh, Tina's nose. <laughs> if she is in fact East Indian, if she's West Indian, then I apologize. That's <laughs> all the same. It's like the difference between Scottish and Irish. And if you're listening out there and getting angry by that, you're probably Irish. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's let's go through it season by season. So season one. Is uh, well, I, well, so the show started as a miniseries, mm-hmm. a one-off miniseries that they produced. That's why it's such a bitch to get into that show because it's like, no, no, get through this three hours of exposition, and I swear it's great because the second episode is arguably one of the best of the whole series, which is where they have to jump every like thirty-three minutes. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. all sleep deprived and horrified. And when I first started watching, I started on that second. You episode. didn't know what the hell was going on. I had no idea, but it was. I was kind of just like, what? What? And then you were the one that told me you have to go like, through Oh, no, this, there's a three-hour pilot. Yeah, this movie before you can watch the TV show. Which is so... Because it was like a year or so between the pilot and then the production of the series once they knew they had an audience and mm. blah, blah, blah. So everything's a little bit different. Than... Because I take it the 70s Battlestar wasn't as well-received as the more recent Battlestar? I don't... Like, I think... I don't know. Because it's... I mean, it was big enough that it stayed in the public awareness to the point that they could even make a reboot. I think there is, like, a hardcore fan base to the original Battlestar, and I... Honestly, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> that seems rude. I don't get it. Like, I've tried. Cause especially with watching the new series, I was like, oh, I'm gonna... Because I remember seeing some of these episodes when I was a kid, uh-huh. and I just was confused. and like, I'm just gonna go watch Star Wars, thanks. Because the original Battlestar was made because of Star Wars. It was, it was, everyone was looking for their Star Wars. So Paramount made Star Trek, and then whatever network they were on, like CBS or ABC, I'm not sure. Yeah. We're like, well, let, let's, let's, you know, unearth something. And it was like a Mormon dude. So like a lot of the religious connotations from the new series come just out of the fact that a Mormon dude wrote oh. the original and put in like little Mormon Pepper things. Of, okay. It in. Okay. And I believe Baltar was just like a scumbag spy for the uh for the Cylons there was none of the politics none of the and I gotta say going back to this more recent series I really enjoyed the play with the the politics and the religion as well I'm not a religious person at all oh yeah me either but I love that again spoilers for an old series I'm not even sure it's an anniversary or anything we can claim to be doing this for it came out seven or so years ago (laughs) happy Um, seventh anniversary I'm not sure what year it ended but uh yeah no I'm not either but I love the fact that it's it's just God. God is a force of nature. Exactly. And I love yeah. that um, they really play it up because as soon as the scene happens where, where Baltar basically says, you know, it's God, it's a force of nature, there's no good, there's no evil, we cut to a dead raptor pilot and a, a meteor just bunks her hand into missiles that then blow up the Cylon base. Yeah. Which at any yeah. other moment you'd be like, what the fuck? Where you're like, oh no, God, got it. Yeah. It's God yeah. working in, in, in its mysterious ways. Well, even as they were at the beginning, and maybe this was season one, season two, they were just blindly following this prophecy. Of Earth? Of Earth, yeah. Because well, I remember and then Dama the... said it was a lie. Exactly. But he needed someone, something yeah. to keep. And, and there have... was a, a note in the locker saying there's only 12 colonies. Or was it, was it the note in the locker that said uh, there are 12 models or, of the Cylon, 12 Cylon models oh, in the fleet? Oh, maybe I'm getting confused. Sorry. Edit that part out, please. <laughs> that is stay. That's the rawness <laughs> of this podcast. It's staying in. But um, yeah, I, I, I wonder if they knew at the beginning, this is something we probably should have researched before doing a podcast about it, but I wonder if they knew who the final five were going to be right off the bat or if they sort of worked that out as the show went on. 
I honestly don't know. I remember reading the description. So I was streaming it, and on my streaming service, they no, Sam. Streaming is illegal. You purchased this. I purchased this and watched it on on wonderful DVD and or Blu-ray. I did, and on the back of the DVD, they had these little captions for each one, right? Yeah, right, right. And the the caption for um for when the final five are are uh, revealed said that five main. Um, cast members or characters or well, for that crew episode. members, yeah, mm. of of Battlestar re- are revealed as the final five Cylons, but I didn't think that the final five were actually big players. Oh, you didn't think they were going to be actual cast members? You thought they were just going to be some other people that show up, some new people that show up. Not not necessarily, but I thought there was more important people that could have been the Cylons. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like Adama or Baltar or something? Or, yeah, Baltar Baltar for sure. How do you not see Baltar being a bloody Cylon, right? I gotta use, I gotta transit, I gotta use that as a transition into my experience playing the Battlestar Galactica board game. Okay. (laughs) Which I told you about, (laughs) which is amazing. Um, I was invited years ago when the show first ended. I was invited to a board game session to play the Battlestar Galactica tabletop game. Nerd! And it's incredibly complex. If you were asked me to play it now, I would have no idea. I just relied on the kindness of other players to teach me as I went. But in the game, you draw a card, and that's the character you are. So Adama, Rosalind, Baltar, whatever. You draw. If you're a Cylon or not, and no one knows, everyone knows who everyone's character is, but no one knows who's a Cylon. Mm-hmm. So I was Baltar, and I wasn't a Cylon. But I insisted that we role play and play as the characters that um, that we that we drew. So how the game works is that every like certain amount of turns, the Cylons attack. So in between those attacks, you have to like build your fleet, build your resources, jump around the galaxy, try and evade them, but they're always coming for you. And so as Baltar. Everything was in chaos, and I was almost out of money, and the Cylons were attacking the next turn, so I played a call on election card, they rolled the dice, and I won, (laughs) and so Baltar was now president of the colonies, (laughs) and I completely fucked it up for everybody, and so then everyone thought, oh, you're a Cylon, everyone played their, like, turn to call me out as a Cylon, it's like, no, I'm just Baltar, that's exactly what Baltar (laughs) would do, he would call an election right as an attack is happening. And I really fucked the game up for everyone, but I really enjoyed it. That was season two. That was all of season that two. That was season, season two. season three. That, yeah. Was it two when he became... Again, I, did, I binged it like when it came out, so I'm a little foggy yeah. on the details. Um, and I think I've watched everything so close together that seasons mean nothing it to me at this point. It all melds into one. Yeah, yeah. It's one great story. So yeah, the original 70s series, I don't understand it all. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And Lee and Starbuck are just the most annoying characters and uh, again, I I've think only for seen Starbuck. It's the hair that's the most horrible the 70s part. The du- uh, yeah. douche hair that he he's had. He's almost got like a what is it? Like the He-Man haircut? Or feather? His hair is feathered. Is very, it feathered? Very feathered? Okay. I think again, any stylist said there want to correct me, <laughs> but um, no, I only watched a handful of episodes and I just didn't get it. I thought it was stupid. I thought the Cylons looked stupid. And this is someone who's a fan of like Daleks and Doctor Who. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but these Cylons look fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I, I didn't watch the entire 70s series, so I didn't get the character development, which I got. I don't the, know if there was a lot. No, I think it was more of yeah. a weekly adventure. Like, this week, and they're I going think, on this adventure. Yeah, that's suspect of every single older show I've seen in my life, is that they didn't focus on the character development at all. No, no. That seems to be a, a really well, that's modern, a very modern thing, thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. The whole, well, the whole streaming world of Netflix and Yahoo and all those 
or being able to create one. Like, HBO technically was the forerunner on, on it all. Mm-hmm. We'll do ten episodes, but it's one big story. Yeah, and it really, really caught on. And that's the world now. That's what's fucked up Star Trek. It's like no, Star Trek works as a standalone thing. Star Trek Discovery is one big story about. Violent, vicious assholes. What the hell? Weren't you telling me that Battlestar was a lot like your Star Trek? How so? Um, I guess the the story and how kind of the story... No? Uh, I don't know. I I only watched a handful of episodes and every episode was something ridiculous. Okay. Because they were trying to do Star Wars on TV. Battlestar was very much like... It's like the backstory is that we're on the run from the Cylons, but this week we're going to go down to an alien planet and find like a furry midget thing that will like right. infest the ship and it's a one-off or whatever. Wait, did you say Cylons? Hmm. Okay. You're, so you're talking about Battlestar. The 70s Battlestar. Oh, the 70s. Ba- okay, gotcha. We're on the same page once again. And it, it's, it's, but the, uh, it eventually they find Earth and it's modern times and then the next one's called like Battlestar 1980 or whatever. Oh, okay. And it's them all living among, because the budget was slashed, the viewership was going down. So it was just the characters hanging out in contemporary Earth. So going, I think hey. we watched a little bit of an episode of that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. that one is just god-awful. Yeah. Again, to anyone who really loves Battlestar, <laughs> the original series, I apologize. But then you're also the assholes who were complaining that Starbuck was a woman. So, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Battlestar Galactica. So let's talk about Starbuck a sec. Because the new Starbuck the or new the old Starbuck? Starbuck? Because I was obviously a little bit confused with what was happening with her, with She's her overarching an angel. character. What the fuck was that? She was an what, angel. What did you need an angel for? Well, I guess with the whole religious uh, overtones of the whole series, they wanted someone to be sort of guiding them. I imagine if we were more familiar with like, like old Christian scripture, it would make more sense to us. Because like, she was supposed to be the harbinger of death. So she right? was the angel of death and rebirth. I death guess. and rebirth. I mean, they're the same in tarot cards. Maybe they're the same. In, <laughs> maybe they're the same in old, uh, old Christian prophecies or Jewish uh, Bibles. I don't know. Star because it was a little confusing because Baltar was seeing an angel in his head. Um, Chesty Six was seeing Baltar angel in her head. Yeah. And so those were angels. We found in the last episode, like, oh, they're just angels sticking around. And it was very weird seeing them talk to each other. Yeah, it was the angel Bar- Baltar and Angel Six. You're like, oh, they're both so cocky and weird. But, um, and then Starbuck was, like, something else. She was she was yeah. also an angel, but not really And an they angel. didn't really develop that story at all. They kept it. was it's... just, all of a sudden, they're sitting, they're staying on Earth, Earth her and she and says Lee. her journey is done, her task is over. Yeah, and so she just disappears. God tasked her with something. Yeah. So, I, I'm get, again, like, we're not, like, uh, well-versed in religious um, uh, mythology. So, I don't know if there's tears of alien or aliens i don't know if there's tears of angels i don't know if there's like guidance angels and like angels that you know cheat on guys with their brothers a la starbuck but then starbuck had that whole backstory of her mother and dying of cancer and she never talked to her because she was a crazy bitch and so was that installing memories in her or is that like did she was so cylon type installing memories See, or it's, it's kind of weird. Was she born as an angel? But I, I I, do like that they didn't just spell it out for us because then we wouldn't be, be having, having this conversation. conversation. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe like a soul. It's like uh, Twin Peaks, the new Twin Peaks revival where like the soul of a thing was dropped down to Earth and that, that birthed Starbuck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Twin Peaks is something. We got to watch Twin Peaks and do. Okay. A Twin Peaks podcast. <laughs> it's so amazing. Well, let's do a little bit of research before we do that podcast. I'm not just blathering on. It's like, oh, yeah. 
There's like Bob's there. I don't know. He's a demon or something. Um, but you know, I, I wish I I wanted to see more of what was happening with Starbuck because I thought she was going to be one of the ones that were Cylons because she was such an instrumental character. And then she literally saw her ship blow up, and exactly. then she comes back. Yeah. And then we saw her ship blow up in like cheesy computer animated explosion, but then it was in pretty good shape when they found it crashed on Earth with a yeah. skeleton inside. Exactly. So that yeah. was a little odd. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Starbuck's a little unclear, and I imagine like if we did a Google and usually we have a computer set up so we can. Oh catch uh or we can pause it and, and sound more informed <laughs> but um i imagine there's probably debate on exactly what starbuck was because even you binged it there was never a direct there wasn't at all and i'm and that was one of the characters that i think they could have done a little bit more with she kind of turned into the bad boy not bad boy but bad girl kind of bad attitude she was know? she was kind of a monster she kind of was <laughs> yeah yeah for an just angel just fucking everyone Every, I, that's why yeah. i thought she's the angel of sex but <laughs> 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 you didn't you really like adama too much did you um so adama was like i, I get how he was the father figure but, He's like a Republican father figure. Yes. But one of the good ones. But, like an 80s Reagan Republican. <laughs> he, not a modern psychopath fuck-up Republican. So the fellow who played him, um, I think close to the Edward end. Edward James almost. And mad respect for him because he was in Battlestar and I completely enjoyed the show. But a little bit of an overactor. He and, overacted the most in episodes he directed. Oh dear! Because no one was reining him in. The, uh, when, one, when Saul told him that he was oh. a Cylon, <laughs> my God! No, no, the best one, the best one of them all, I would have to argue, is when he's painting the oh, wall yeah. of the battles. Because that's an episode he directed. <laughs> So he walks in. I think it's when they're starting to decommission the ship, maybe. And then he walks in. Yeah, that's exactly what it and is. And he sees the paint on yeah. the ground, and he starts painting. And then he's like, like throwing paint. Man. And then he like falls against it, crucifixed. Yeah, with yeah, his yeah, arms yeah. out. And it's it's like you directed this, James. Oh god. So no one was there to go. Eh, maybe maybe downtown. <laughs> just a notch, just a little bit. I don't know. It was funny. Try but, try it one more time. But I agree. He was he was definitely the uh, you know the Republican and. You could tell that all the characters had a, a certain affinity towards him. He was like the father the old figure man. and all that. Yeah. I love when, um, yeah. wait, what's, uh, t- I, I literally just said it. I, again, I haven't got much sleep last night, so I apologize to everyone listening that I'm really brain dead. Um, Saul's wife is Ellen. Ellen, yeah. Even the final episode when Ellen's like, uh, why do you call him the old man? You're older than him. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is someone worth following. Saltai, I loathed when I first started watching it. Really? I was like, why is this redneck Canadian asshole? I loved it, I think, because of his East Coast accent. He, he was too East yeah. Coast. It took it out of me. I guess it would be like like how every fantasy movie people speak with an English accent. Uh-huh. So English people are going, wait, this doesn't seem very fantastical to me. It just sounds like uh, my accent. So when I okay. hear like this, because I have a bit of a Canadian accent myself. But you don't have that that East Coast accent, no. and I, I find something very um, but I'm familiar with genuine it. about it. It just know? it just distracted me. Did I was it? like, oh, it's just some yeah. Canadian dude they hired in Vancouver. <laughs> what the fuck? But then his character was so amazing that by the end of the series, I'm like, yeah. no, nah, Saul's probably my favorite character. You're such a little self hater. He's my so God. great. It's just the voice. Uh it's just. It's, I, I did. I really enjoyed Saul's voice, and I think it's because you know. It's, like, I don't want to offend anyone out there, but it's the Canadian equivalent of like the Alabama accent. So yeah. it'd be so weird if the first officer of a starship was like, "Well, we got to get on here and get get our, our saddle up on this horse here and get out of the star <laughs> system." Be like, "Wait, that's so weird. Why does he sound like that?" 
to the fellow who played Saul, I love your accent. I'm sorry, I don't know what your name is. But, Shoot, uh, this is again where, where our laptop would come in handy, but I don't If I ever see either. you walking down the street, I will go up to you and shake your hand, and hopefully you will say a kind word to me. <laughs> yeah, frack off, frack, bitch. <laughs> frack, I loved frack. I loved frack until the unrated uh, miniseries that they did where there was like dicks and boobs, and you're like, why are they not saying fuck if there's boobs and dicks in the show now? What show was that? That was in The Plan, in the locker room. Oh, The Plan, right. So that was like a, like a halfway point kind of The plan came out after thing, the, right? after the series. The halfway oh, point right movie after. was okay. Razor, which was the story of uh, Pegasus. Yes. And then, oh shit, I shouldn't do that. It's, it's probably showing up quite badly. <laughs> um, was Pegasus. And then uh, after the show ended, they did uh, The Plan, which right. was all green screen with computer-rendered interiors of the Galactica and stuff, so, so it looked really weird. The interesting part about the plan, though, is that it's the exact same story as, like, the first, what, two or three seasons of Battlestar? It doesn't Star? take it all the way to the end, does it? No, it doesn't. But it's from um, the first Skin Jobs point of view, right? Uh, Cavill. Cavill. Maybe. Cavill was his name. Uh, Al from, yeah, from Quantum Leap. Yeah, from Quantum Leap. Leap. They should, did they have an episode where Scott Bakula showed up? Because in Enterprise, which no. Scott Bakula was the captain on Enterprise... Yeah. Uh, Al showed up in an episode. Really? So it would have been nice if they'd flipped it. So there was, so I didn't see Scott Bakula, but I did remember this one part right at the end of the series. So it would have been in season four when Al, who is Cavill, actually says the name Sam. And I think that's the first time I heard him say the name Sam. Oh, to, to Sam Beckett, right? right. So oh, it was kind Dr. of my Sam Beckett. Sam, yeah. Sam. Yeah. He didn't need Ziggy to show up. Because Sam was one of the, the final five Cylons, There right? should have been one episode where Adama's acting really weird, and then all of a sudden Sam leaps out of his body and has fixed the day <laughs> on Battlestar. Some, fix some battle. Um, and then the spin-off series. Because, again, Game of Thrones is about to make the same mistake, which will date this podcast, or has made the same mistake, if you're listening to it in the future. Um where the Game of Thrones is ending after like eight years of just fucking getting through the series. And then the year after, the prequel series comes out. And Battlestar did the exact same thing with Caprica. And Caprica was just <laughs> atrocious. So I didn't even try to watch Caprica. Um, but, Caprica, you know, talking about the prequel, I think the prequel has a very bad name today because of Star Wars. And <laughs> Prequels don't generally do 15 well. 15 million other things. Um, Temple of Doom was technically a prequel. But I'd like to remain optimistic. I would. On prequels? Um, on pre- I think, on the, on the uh, Game of Thrones prequels. Oh, I'm already <laughs> sick of Game of Thrones. That's a I know, whole other I know. podcast. Game of Thrones went from being, in my humble opinion, Game of Thrones went from being this bizarre, not afraid to take chances and be edgy counterculture show mm-hmm. to so popular that they started listening to people who complained about things in the show. Right. And so now it feels like I've watched many an hour of All My Children in General Hospital. I bet you have. With my my mother. (laughs) I like how you added that in. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, 100% when she was like, when she was sick and I would would watch stuff with her. And um, uh, Game of Thrones has become very much structured like a soap opera. Yeah. Whereas before it was structured like this bizarre... Like, and, the, and it's a bizarre, like, twist, again, just completely responding to audience criticism, that it went from being this fantasy, fantasy show about a medieval world that's brutal and violent and horrible to a girl power show, which is really weird that well, they've taken that twist. Well, that's just because they've killed Littlefinger, right? And I think that's happened just recently. But that's the thing. If they had just 
done like if it had been this brutal violent world all the men have killed themselves so all that are left are the women yeah that's brilliant but they did that plus they beat you over the head with it literally in one of the episodes um one of like uh khaleesi has a, a red priestess come in and it's like maybe they misread the prophecy and it's not man but woman who is powerful and they look like they look at the camera and wink and they go now tweet at us assholes so it's like yeah i'm all for that concept but be <clears throat> subtle about it have a little grace with your storytelling can you imagine if alien had ended with ripley going if it's a man's world that created this beast and only a woman could have stopped a xenomorph this is ellen ripley signing off you're like oh fuck you we got it without that but uh, that's my problem with Game of Thrones. That's an A problem with Game of Thrones. I have quite a few with it. These so days. that aside, I am still optimistic about the prequels for Game of Thrones, that's even though be... I know that Martin is not writing any of it. Does he have anything? Because they, they I know. really he's blacklisted completely, him. Yeah, he's they took they took his baby, they raped it, and he's just kind of been left just, off to the side. Yeah, and but um, but I but I'm optimistic that there's still things that they can do. What's um, the when do you think it's going to be set? Is it going to be set like? Is it going to just be the first series again where it's the I first think, long winter? I think it's... Oh, maybe. You think they're just going to do that again? The well, story of this again, were, but with different characters. I would think that they would look at the um, that first war that put... Um, uh, the wall up. The, the wall up? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. That's oh, the, okay. There's no real word on it yet. We just know it's a prequel series, I think. Well, what was Joffrey's dad's name again? Um, the Mad um, King? You think they're going to do Not a... the Mad King. Well, dethroning well, the Mad King. Well, Joffrey's dad was... was, was... Bethair... Bethair... You're talking about the Mad King... Or, I'm sorry, the, no. not the... Uh, what Ned's Joffrey? buddy who put... Um, Joffrey's father, father... His actual father wasn't the king. No, but his play father, right? The one who was king. That was Bethaeon? Uh, Baratheon. Baratheon, thank you. I'm Indian. I don't know English words. Um, <laughs> You're Canadian. That's no excuse. I'm Irish, Scottish, uh, Italian mutt. I don't know English words. But but I thought there was going to be kind of what was leading up to him actually sitting on the crown. But maybe not. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. The... the um... The Re- Robert's Rebellion. Robert's Rebellion. Robert. That's what I was looking for. See, that yeah. almost feels like it'd be too. It, it, that would go into Caprica territory, and I swear this is a Battlestar podcast. Yeah. Um, that would go into Caprica territory where it's too soon, too close to the original series. Because Caprica was how far away from Caprica Battlestar? was the first Cylon War, so Adama mm. would have been like the teenage a teenager, and um, so it was like thirty four years before. And it's set on a world that is almost one-for-one contemporary Earth. Actually, let's get into a little bit of what uh, Caprica was, because it was horrible. And I only watched... I didn't watch the whole season. I honestly, I couldn't do it anymore. I gave up like I, did, I gave up on The Walking Dead. Um, but it was basically in a world that's almost exactly like ours, but it's the 12 colonies. And there's a virtual world, almost like uh, Ready Player One, the Oasis, mm-hmm. where everyone goes and everyone lives in the virtual world. And then this programmer, Eric Stoltz, uh, the original Marty McFly, is the it, his daughter dies, but her consciousness is in the virtual world. So he wants to build a body for her to be able to bring her consciousness back. Hence the Cylons. And that's what triggers the Cylons, mm. uh, like self awareness. That's how they. So then, were all the Cylons this one little girl? I well, the series. I again, I didn't watch the last few episodes because okay. I didn't care, and then they canceled it. 
Because that's kind of creepy. So I'm not sure. I think the idea was that the girl's consciousness is what triggered the ability for them all to achieve self-awareness, I believe. Oh, okay. So sort of like that first person who sees something and then everyone else can acknowledge it. Okay. Kind of thing. So were the Cylons meant to have... And I mean, from, you know, the the one that you're talking about, or if we're actually talking about Battlestar, do they all have their own personal, you know, kind of... Like, you mean the robots and the ships? Well, yeah. I think that was implied was there a Bob with, and the, a Jim with the episode Scar, I think that's implied. Because remember that one episode where the one Cylon fighter had a scar down its face? Mm-hmm. And it was super aggressive, and it was, it, they kept referring to it like a wild animal, like an oh, animal with rabies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so he was an asshole, or it was an asshole. So I guess the implication there is that they do, but we don't really see much in the, of the what are the what are they called the Centurions. Yeah. We don't really see much of the Centurions interact. We never see them sitting around playing poker. You know, no, true. By our command, <laughs> full house. So I don't I don't know. They never really went into how much they can think. But then there was the episode that you were telling me about where they were the one character. I don't, I don't remember who you said it was. One of the Cylon Final Fives, maybe it was Ellen, or maybe it was a Boomer or something. Oh, it was the Six. The Six took yeah. out their cognitive processor? Yeah, took it out or put it in. I, Cavill, I don't remember what it was. Because Cavill was, like, snipping their ability to yeah, be more than just a lobotomizing the, uh, the planes, so that, and the Sixes didn't like it, so they either put in or took out some kind of some cognitive something. Chip or something. Yeah. So I imagine that that implies that they were probably sitting around playing poker on their spare time. And then the Centurions did turn against Cavill and the other guy, um, Skin Jobs, right? Right, okay. So, huh. And as, a, as an aside note, we're all over the map with this one, but um, as an aside note, I loved the uh, use of the original Battlestar theme as the 12 Colonies National Anthem. That's something that, uh, like, a music nerd... Who can't play a single instrument but loves score music? <laughs> was I was quite giddy when uh, in the first episode when the flyover happens and they're playing the dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. I was like, ah, that's neat. <laughs> Original Battlestar theme, but um, yeah, no, I like the end a lot. I think maybe we it was a little overkill that it flashed forward to twenty ten or whatever year it came right. out. Because yeah. there's such a great shot of Adama's on his mountain, Zeus is on his mountain, yep. Rosalind's dead, the camera pulls out, it cuts to black, and you're like, yeah. ah, time to, oh, oh, there's more. But it was a nice little conclusion to show that, that, yeah, that uh, the Battlestar crew, although, you know, only, um, what was the kid's name again? The little girl, the um, boom, uh, boomers, not, Athena's, not Athena's kid. daughter, I don't yeah. remember. But um, she's the only um, one who's Hera. Hera. She's Hera the only it. one whose children survived. Right, but something <laughs> from that Battlestar survived into kind of modern, modern day. day. And then I thought it, it went in very nicely with the two angels, which were Six and um, and Baltar. Seeing them interact saying, was strange, though. And looking, yeah, it totally was. But seeing them look at you know that modern day quote unquote uh, robots in like the shop windows and stuff, yeah. and saying, "Will it happen again?" And I don't think it will. You know, it, was... it doesn't like it when you call it that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that whole business. I like that she says, I don't think it will, and then it cuts to a montage of robots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, those are creepy robots. Didn't we... that spawn a little uh, Googling on, on our yes, part? Yes, as uh... a side note, we were looking up um, um, real dolls, but not just real dolls. So sex doll. And for those of you who don't know who real doll is, it's uh, if you've ever seen a dog humping a stuffed dog... <laughs> It's just that, but for people. 
And they're robots. They're but now, creepy. yeah, now they have ones that they've actually put. It's not just mechanics to make them move. They've put AI processors in them. Yeah. So there was a, remember the one robot, the the girl who was doing the web video was talking to it and trying to get it to fuck her. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm more than just that. <laughs> like, the last thing you want to put an awareness in is a fuckbot. Yeah. That's just... Yeah, I agree. But the scary part is that the majority of the ones that we saw, and granted it wasn't that, that random interview from some lady who was interviewing a sex bot. She had like a sex show and her that yeah. episode was the sex bots. But most of the bots that we saw, they all look like anime characters, which freaked me the fuck out. I think, honestly, and I and, uh, hope this isn't taken the wrong way, but I do believe, statistically, the majority of the sales are in China and Japan. So Which I think is understandable, then but they look like way a cartoon more. character. Yeah. So you're essentially fucking Daffy Duck. Oh, the creepiest ones are the ones that are made to look like little kids. Oh, that's not a real thing. Yeah, that is a real thing. But that's a conversation to have that people have been having where it's like, is that a deterrent? Or is that going to make them want the real thing oh. more? See, I think you blur the lines with that way too much. That one's it's too much of a gray area because you don't because yeah. I think for some it would be like, well, I don't need to go out rape, but now I got this mm. thing. But I think for a whole other side, it's going to just and be like... And there's the whole idea around consent, and I, that's, those are very well, the, murky waters. The consent one's a big one, too, because now some of these AI fuckbots have been programmed to not want it at first, and you have to convince them. Oh, dear Lord. You have to warm them up, so to speak. And so people are like, that. what lessons are this? is this teaching people? That It's like, well, if a girl says no, you just have to warm her up a little. It's like, shouldn't you... Oh, like, God. I think this is right in line with Doug Ford's uh, sex ed... Uh, <laughs> sex ed curriculum? You just have a chat oh, with him about... Uh, gonna, I, I, every, every time I yell about uh, Ford or Trump, I'm worried we're going to like lose half the audience. I apologize, folks. No, no, fuck you. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, come on, guys. Come on. Dougie's keeping it real up here in Toronto. Come on. Oh, oh Lord. But, um, yeah, so there were a lot more politics were added to the reboot series. Mm -hmm. A lot more religion. A lot more um, the grittiness of what the last 40,000, 50,000 people would actually be going through. Mm -hmm. And you know what I really liked? Um, at the beginning of the show, they had a account. So the survivor count. Yeah. And, and then you could it see. Dropped. Yeah, it would keep on dropping and dropping and dropping. And then, like, when Pegasus came, it went up a bit. But then it when New nice Caprica little... happened, it was like, boom. And Down in like half. 20,000 people. Yeah. 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 It was insanity. It was, it was cool to see. I kept, I kept, when I noticed that the numbers were there and they were going up and down, I, you know. Just kind of kept a tally for it. Yeah. Just and like Rosalind um, was. And then for those of you who don't know, which again, you probably do, the Ronald D. Moore, the creator of Battlestar, was a Star Trek guy. He worked on Deep Space Nine and some Star Trek The Next Generation. He was always frustrated with the Roddenberry rule of no conflict among people. If you wanted conflict, you had to have aliens because the whole point was that people, we figured our shit out, we got along. Mm. Which I think is great. I think any writer worth their salt, is that a term? It is now. Yeah, I think uh, it is. Um, should know how to be able to write around that. It's, it's a stipulation that I think would breed creativity. But then again, after four or five hundred episodes, you kind of run on empty. But he left frustrated with Star Trek and went and made Battlestar Galactica. So the big useless pleasure ship is Registry 1701, just as a little fuck you to Star Trek. And I think they blow it up, doesn't Yeah, Baltar? they do. Baltar yeah. sends a nuke there, doesn't um, he? One of the sixes actually blows it up. With Baltar's help. Yeah, he I sends remember. her the nuke. Yeah, because yeah. his angel is being, telling him to. Yep. 
for some yeah. bizarre reason. God's yeah. God's weird plan. But it was Adama who gave Baltar the nuke to begin with. So oh, yeah. why, really did, why did he do that again? Because um, Baltar said he needed to make the Cylon finding machine. Right, the Cylon detector, which was always kind of a lie. inside of the, the nuke, right, which right. he never used. But, uh, but yeah, I think it was you that was telling me that um, um, the Battlestar actually didn't buff out any of the the dents that it oh got yeah it from... proudly wore every scar yeah. for the whole series and that yeah. again that was uh, uh because of star trek because he was always frustrated that he'd write an episode where action would happen and then in the next week the characters would Brand be new. reset the ship would be reset yeah. so by that final episode the, like in the very first episode the silence hit balsar with a nuke that burn is there through the whole series and so in the, by the last episode it's just it's, it's it has more pock marks than Adama's face <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> Edward James almost we love you. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird seeing you in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe you should have said no to that cameo. But <laughs> overall, and orthodontics for that bottom set of teeth. I his, mean, well, because his top teeth were beautiful white because they were horse teeth. Yeah, they were essentially and, dentures, and, and right? Dentures, and then his bottom teeth were the yellow stained, uh, you know, old Mexican man smoking we're, cigars. His whole life. Well, they were like all twisted. And They're turned, all twisted. Like, uh, in. Yeah, and his big fake. Well, that's what my teeth are look he, like. Someday. When he overacted and he got really, really sad when when the whole Saul thing happened. When Saul kind of came out to him. The like his mouth would be wide open, and all I could look at was that bottom set of teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. and him drooling all over (laughs) Lee's hand. Oh god, (laughs) I hated Lee. Lee was the worst. Yeah, he He was such a bad, bad character. But then um, I believe his name is Jamie Bamber, and he's an English guy, like proper English dude. And so when you see him in interviews and stuff, is what made me go, oh, he's awesome. Like the guy is awesome okay and but he's playing a douchebag that i hate which is so much more fun than playing someone that you the audience loves right it's more I felt fun like than... i i didn't like him because he was the boss's kid yeah you know what i mean and he, he kind of got all that shit. privilege for for no reason really but he's such a, like a laid-back english dude and you're like oh you were it wasn't you you were playing him as a snotty little shithead right so that yeah. makes me hate and love your character more uh. No, I still hate the character. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. But then I love, like, I I prefer characters that I hate over ones that I love because uh, it's way more of a challenge to play that than it is to play just the rum tum hero, right? Okay. So yeah. I, I always love to hate a character. Anytime I really hate a character, I really appreciate yeah, yeah. that there, someone was able to bring that emotion out in me. And uh, I, hated, I hated him differently after I saw him in real life. Okay. Like, saw him in an interview. Because I suddenly realized, oh, you're not just a snotty American asshole. You're actually Mm. playing a snotty snotty American American asshole. asshole. Makes me hate your character still, but appreciate you more. But um, has anyone really gone on to anything since then? I didn't know anybody but Adama. I knew Adama's face. What's he in other than, like, I just know Adama from Blade Runner fame. I think I've seen him on random TV made-for-movie type things. Because Edward James almost is a famous dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've just never really known him. No. Yeah. Other than Blade Runner as the guy who makes the origami unicorn. But other than that, I don't know. Mm. And then Starbuck went on to be on uh, that Longmere Netflix series. Again, don't know what that Never is. Never seen it. It seems no. like a like a cowboy, rough and tumble kind of thing. Uh, um, and that's it. I don't know anyone else, which is a shame because Baltar is an amazing actor. I really wish that he would be able to go on and do more shit because he's great. I enjoyed it all. The, I enjoyed it. 
Yep, I you said that. You enjoyed it. Yep. I enjoyed all the screen time that Baltar got. Every single scene he was in, it was a... I, well, I liked it. Everyone... You're going to hear me just rattling my cigarettes around there, guys. I apologize. But um, do you have the lighter? I do. Oh, thank you. Is that something you should be talking about on the podcast? Should you not mind that to me? What, having a cigarette? No. Like, where's the lighter? Like, to do, like, the oh. flicky thing? Yeah. You know, I'm... No. I'm we, we're in a closed-off room right now, and I am sweating like a pig in heat, so I've lost all... <laughs> and I'm on, like, two hours of sleep. So I've lost all credibility as, like, a source of information at this point. So excuse me. <laughs> but as I was saying... What the, what the hell was I saying? Oh, should we rewind? Something about something. Baltar. Uh, Baltar. Oh, Baltar is the only character that has a, like an, a, like a very adventurous arc because he goes from being just uh, a guy wanting to get laid yeah. and thinking he's selling industrial secrets to another company very innocently. Ah, uh, okay. And very then, innocently. Well, innocently enough where he doesn't think he's going to destroy the twelve colonies, oh. right? He oh. just thinks he's selling to the competition. You know, like secrets so a company can make whatever the shit. Right. And then he becomes the head scientist on Galactica. Yep. And then the vice president. And then the vice president. And then the president. And then the president. And then a spiritual guru. And then God, yes. And then um, he kind of fizzles out as a spiritual guru, doesn't he? He kind of stays that way till the end of the series. He, um, yeah, because, because his harem... Um, decides that they can do shit on their own when he goes. Where did he go? Well, the he very left end, for something. Well, no, the very final episode when Adama puts this red strip down the center of the. Uh, so the final episode basically is the little girl Hera has been kidnapped, and they're like, "There's no way to save her." Oh, um, fuck it, let's just keep moving on. But then Adama sees Hera's picture on the board of of lost souls, basically that they put yeah. up people's pictures on, and he decides that's not going to happen. We're not human if we don't save her. And so he draws a line down the middle of the Galactica, which is being decommissioned because she's about to, like, basically... Break apart. Break apart. Yeah. And everyone on one side is going on this one-way suicide mission to save her, and everyone on the other side is going to continue on with the fleet. And at the very last second, as Baltar's getting on the last shuttle out, he goes, like, no, to the head harem girl, whose mm -hmm. name will be, well, Sally. Okay. He says, Sally, they're yours now. You appropriated me. I was never yours. You just sort of used me for your own ends. Bye. And he hopped out. Yeah, and then actually like proved. I wonder what happened to his harem on Earth when they found Earth at the yeah. end. Were they off in another continent somewhere? I wonder. Well, and that was the one thing you didn't know where everybody went. It no. kind of seemed like um, Ellen and Saul stayed together. Lee kind of went off and did his. He own wanted to go. Thing. He was. He literally was um, pulling. He should have been called Apollo. So he was doing the, the the adventurous Apollo from Greek myth sort of thing. He was Apollo. Oh, he was. Lee was, Lee Apollo. was Apollo. Oh, so he yeah. pulled he pulled the actual yeah, Apollo. Yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I told you I'm very sleepy, and this room is very warm. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm smoking. We're not syrup. allowed to open the windows because it's too loud outside. Hey, no, no, no it's man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's gonna mess up all the audio. We had a dog wandering around earlier. That didn't help things. He's a loud breather. He's a very loud breather. Um, so yeah, so Apollo went off and Apollo. Zeus went and Zeused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Galen went off and formed the grumpy, moody, murderous Scotsman and Irishman, the Norseman. I felt so sorry for Galen. He got fucked that entire show. <laughs> the entire show. He was First, the Chief O'Brien of Battlestar Galactica, and some of you will get that reference. <laughs> First, his, his lovely boomer decides to be a Cylon and gets shot, mm -hmm. so he loses her. And then he shacks up with um, one of his little underlings. 
who he hates. He just because it's it's yeah. on New Caprica, and he even has that whole speech where he's like, "I hated her smell. I hated her yeah. taste." After she's dead. After she's dead, right? it's like, but you just get stuck with who you're stuck with in this situation. Yeah. There's only like thirty thousand of us. And then he comes out as a Cylon. Yeah. And then turns Adama out his kid's not him, his kid. Well, Adama Adama lets him work on the ship, mm-hmm. but treats him like a second class citizen. And then he finds out that his kid is not actually his, his hot kid. dog's kid. Fucking hot dog! I love Are you that moment. Me? I love that moment where he's just like, "Fuck it, it's your kid now." Bye. Like, like no. You have to stay here until I sober up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else happened to the poor guy? Um, he found out who killed his wife that, and uh, the, murdered her. Yeah. Kicked her out of the airlock. Who, in his previous Cylon life, he was going to marry the brown. Chick. Oh, that was his girl from from right. the original world, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that, then, I guess, explains her subconscious hatred of the girl he was with, maybe? I guess. Maybe, yeah. Of Callie. Yeah. Um, but, but poor Galen, he's been through so much fucking shit. Been through the shit. Ronald D. Moore likes to, to shit all over the Irishman. Cause poor guy. In, in Deep Space Nine, um, uh, there's an Irish character called Miles O'Brien, and basically every episode with him is horrendous. Oh. Like, uh, he, he's put into a prison for 50 years, but it's actually 10 minutes in his mind, so he comes back all broken and fucked up. Or his daughter gets thrown through a time warp and comes back as an adult and he has to watch her die. It's like, every episode oh, was wow. just, how could we fuck over O'Brien? And I like that they kind of took that and was like, now how do we fuck over Chief? <laughs> he became the O'Brien of Battlestar. So O'Brien was the guy who ran the teleporter machine? Yeah, he was the guy who ran... Oh, oh no, that's Scotty. Nerdy now. Beam me up, Scotty. Well, now it got a lot less nerdy now. But he <laughs> he was the guy who ran the transporter in Star Trek The Next Generation, and then oh, they okay. moved him over. And he had the curly hair, right? He had the curly yeah. hair. Yeah, okay, I remember that guy. And he hung out with Dr. Bashir, the Indian dude. Oh, okay. They were the they were the uh, the weird bromance of Aww. Deep Space Nine. Okay. Which I imagine by 300, 400 years in the future was pretty, ad- ad- uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Androgynous? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they probably hooked up once or twice when Keiko was <laughs> off the station. <laughs> oh, my wife's pregnant again. I need a good physical doctor. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then Boomers. There was a strip club in Toronto we used to call the Boomers. <laughs> It was really gross because you ordered ladies off a menu. It was disgusting. Off a menu. It was. It was a place. This is. This should probably not be on the podcast. <laughs> but there was a place in Toronto. I don't remember the name of it. Um, where it was busted, um, uh, for sex trafficking, and they actually found women chained to beds. Oh fuck off! And they reopened it like a few. So it's it's Chinese mafia. Oh. Who runs it? Um, like it's not confirmed or anything, but it really feels like that. Okay. And then it's a menu of women that you go in and order from. It's really horrifying. In Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. Dear Lord. If you're listening to this, Doug, maybe you <laughs> might want to focus on shit that matters instead of just screaming at people. But um, let's just let's just quickly go through season one, two, three, and four. So season one, okay. basically the setup. Um, they're on the run. For, it's it's still almost like a weekly series at that point in season one. Not a lot of overall episode, overarching episodes. Really, is there? I mean, you uh, watched no. it a lot more recently. Yeah, you're right. It was standalone kind of episodes. It was standalone, but people yeah. were in their own. Like, there was uh, Boomer and the dude were on Earth. And then at one point, Starbuck gets stuck on Earth. Oh, that was way, way after. That so was season, season one. Season one was um, the running from the Cylons. Uh, dude is um, lost on Earth, Which right? Dude? He gave up his uh, so who turned out to be Athena's husband. 
Okay. Um, yeah, the guy that gets shot in the leg and wants to teach uh, Hera how to hunt. Yeah. At the end. Um, what's his name? I don't remember his name. We'll call him Handsome Jim. H- Handsome Jim, the really, really tall uh, raptor pilot. Yeah. Um, they, but I thought, didn't they get saved? Because they did. Uh, but I think Rosalind, that was season three. No, when Rosalind sent uh, Starbuck to find the spear For the arrow. of that was season one. That wasn't season one. Because season, I feel like that was at least season two. Well, season three is when the the only plot line in the whole series that goes absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, shoplifter from Breaking Bad. Um, uh, the, the plot line from Breaking Bad that goes nowhere uh, is when uh, Gaeta and Starbuck and a few other people are off on a ship looking for something. That's where Gaeta gets his leg shot off. That was when Starbuck thought she found Earth. Earth, yeah. So when she so that came was, back from the dead. That was a whole giving them something to do thing because they went off and they came back, nothing came of it, and then they found Earth from the ship she came back in. So she never had that to leave in like the first place. That was like season three because season the final three. five had already come out, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. so sure that season one is when she gets sent to find the spear, but it was the second half. Of, remember each season was Oh, maybe it was. Two. Okay. And then that's when, because she goes to find the spear and that's when she runs into Boomer and... Handsome Jim, and they Athena all... Athena and Hans- Handsome or Jim. Athena and Handsome yeah. Jim, and then they all leave together. Yeah. And then season two... So season one, Boomer was shot, though. Uh, sh- Boomer shoots Adama at the end of season one. Oh, okay. That's how season one ends. And yeah, her she got shot because her face is all messed up. She tried to commit suicide. Something like that. Yeah. And it's all very blurry. Which probably is for a podcast is... is hey that- guys, I watched this a while yeah. ago. Yeah, Fuck yeah. here. Sorry. Um, and then, because season three is when they really started to come into focus, and then, oh, and I guess we never really talked about the fact that season four, uh, the first half of season four ends with them finding Earth, but it's this irradiated wasteland. Yeah, actually, I really like that. And then a writer's strike happened, and there was real talk that the show wasn't going to be able to come back. Yeah. That people's contracts and schedules were going to run out, and they had other things, other commitments, mm-hmm. and there was so much time, more time than was expected to be between these two seasons. But how much of a bitch was that? Can you imagine You've if that had been the final four, episode? What, four and a half seasons, or three, three and a half seasons already? Yeah. And they finally get to Earth, and everybody's about to take a big sigh of relief, and, and it's, it's just, just nothing. It's, it's just wasted. like... wasted. Like crumpled up little bits of metal, yeah. And it just and the Geiger counter going, yeah, off and everything, yeah. And then imagine and then that's if, when um, Starbuck found her dead self. Um, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and that's, on that Earth. Yeah, the one that exploded. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just imagine if that was final episode. That's where Battlestar ended. Mm-hmm. That would you wouldn't have known who the final five were. It would have just been this messed up. And uh, I guess I don't. I, I guess kind of wrapping up. That's the whole series. Not a very good synopsis. Not a very good synopsis. No. Just read I would it. get the Coles notes. Just read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, it's all there. I just found out how the actual timeline breaks down from Cobalt of the series, so it's it's all there, guys. Um, and then the, I think the last point I want to make, really, if we're wrapping things up, is uh, I love the use of of there must be some kind of way out of here. Yeah. As the song through the series, the silence kept hearing it, and then Starbuck. I remember the episode where Starbuck figured it out on the piano was such a holy fuck moment. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, she's playing the Cylon song. Yeah. What is she? She's an angel? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was great. All right, guys, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Just a little uh, shallow dive into Battlestar Galactica. Uh, me and DC will be back next week with something or other. Uh, see if anything's coming out that you guys would be interested in or maybe another retrospective or something. Uh, In the meantime, make sure to check us out at spaceactionheroes.com. 
www.thebeastmovie.com. There you can find everything. Links to everything we do is off that site. And, uh, yeah, check it out. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Sam. Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam.